Hey, what's going on, y'all? Welcome to the Big Game Boomer Show. Hope everyone is doing well this evening. Before we get started, make sure you just smash that subscribe button like OU is going to smash Nebraska on September 17th. ATL Jimmy, what's going on? Hey, how's it going? Doing good, man. Doing good. Uh, just, you know, we do these episodes. It's like every other day uh, we get closer to the season. So we're yep. talking uh, We're talking Big, big Ten uh Big Ten West football tonight. This is a, uh, it's a division that is, uh, you know, it's a huge toss up. Like, I feel like we talk about this, it could be, and it could be the complete opposite uh, by the end of the season. I mean, Illinois, I mean, it's a, it's a division that you don't need a good quarterback to win. Um, Bad, bad. uh, I mean, just, you gotta play good defense. Um, and someone said, "Here we go. Here's some trash talk already from from Reg. I don't know who needs to hear this, but Nebraska beats OU at home. Best three win team of all time. Uh, Reg, I will be up there uh, September 17th. So uh, we will see, man. We will see. It's going to be a good game. I, I said I I don't think OU is going to blow you guys out, but I think it will be a uh, a pretty close game. So uh, all right, so." Let's get rolling here. Um, we're like we do with all these. We're gonna go kind of in alphabetical order. So uh, I believe the first team is the Illinois Illini with Brett yep. Brett Belima, big old Brett Belima. Uh, you know, one thing about Brett Belima, he knows how to win uh, in the Big Ten, um, especially the West. Uh, they went five and seven last year. Um, Illinois has had 10 straight losing seasons. Um, uh, it's been a miserable decade with, uh, Lovey Smith. I mean, they've just been very bad. Um, they bring in a new offensive coordinator, Barry Looney Jr. from UTSA. Um, as you know, they had some success last year. Um, you know, Chase Brown is obviously a great running back, uh, a thousand yard back last year. Um, Tommy DeVito, the transfer quarterback from Syracuse. Uh, he does, he, I mean, he he was good in like 2019, but it's been a while since he's done anything. They just don't have a lot of firepower. No wide, I don't see a lot of wide receivers. Um, what was it, uh, Daniel Barker? There, uh, he was a solid tight end last year. He transferred to Michigan State. Um, so I do expect the offense to be better, but uh, they were 115th in scoring last year, so that's got to improve. Defense, um, you know, they improved from 97th to 29th in uh, points per game allowed. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the defense, it was good last year that kept them in a lot of games. Um, the two of their top tacklers return, uh, Sydney Brown, uh, solid safety and Tyreek Burns at linebacker. Um, and, uh, they, they've got big shoes to fill for, uh, Kirby Joseph, uh, at safety. Um, and last year, four losses were decided by a TD or less. So Belima's got them in, headed in the right direction. What, what are your thoughts on the Illini for this upcoming season? Yeah, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there. Similar to Nebraska with those cl- couple close losses. Um, I, uh, I I don't know much about the team. I watched the uh, spring game the other day, and I know the new OC has mentioned he wants to up the tempo, m- run it way higher. And I only watched probably the first half. But, I mean, I was kind of clocking it myself, and they probably averaged 18 to 20 seconds in between each play, which is definitely much higher tempo in a league like this or – side of a division like this, they, I mean, it's like everywhere, the offense struggling, offense struggling, offense struggling. 
And if you've got a high tempo offense, you could be a little bit of uh, kind of just mix up throughout the season and a tough team to game plan for if they're kind of getting ready for some of these other teams with very, very slow and boring offenses. So I might not be as high as you are, but I, I definitely have the over once you get the schedule pulled up. And then they're uh, over and they're over is four and a half. Correct. Four and a half wins. Yep. Um, and, um, see, like when, when I think of Illinois, there's two games that I think of last year, a, that week zero game against Nebraska, where Nebraska literally did every single thing they could to lose that game. I mean, it was hysterical. Yeah. Um, and then there was that Penn state game that was, uh, like nine overtime games. So yeah. I think they, they, they've got the ability to upset somebody here on this schedule. Um, they draw, um, let's see who do they draw from the, the East Indiana, and uh, Michigan State, so so Indiana, that should be should be a win. Um, you know, one thing I've been looking at with a lot of these uh, Big Ten teams, they have very weak non-conference schedules, yeah. Especially in the West, I mean, I, I think that they should all these teams should probably go undefeated in their non-conference schedules. That's what kind of made this over/under tough, is because it's at four and a half, but you see they open up versus Wyoming at Indiana. Versus Virginia and which they got they got spanked by Virginia last year 42 right. 14. So I mean they uh, did get killed, but Virginia's not a powerhouse either. So I mean they still they could come out of that three and one, two and two realistically, but they could easily be three and one. And then they just gotta get what two more wins throughout the year, which that kind of is tough. But they go two Nebraska, finish Northwestern. I just think four and a half slow. The playmakers they have, I would if I was putting my money on, I'd take over for sure. Yeah, four and a half is is low. That that's a huge money Except money play for, those for sure. Four opening games, and they they could start four and zero. Oh, shit. Yeah, they haven't. They have. They got to go then to Wisconsin. They haven't won there since two thousand two. Um, I I've got them beating Iowa. Um, I, I think that's the game. Uh, that game's in Champaign. It, people that follow me know I'm not very high on Iowa. On Iowa, so um. But yeah, but the, the 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 last stretch of the season where they got to go Minnesota, Nebraska, Michigan State, Purdue, Michigan. I've got them losing five straight and then beating uh, beating uh, Northwestern at the end. Um, so that's six and six and three and six in the conference. So uh, and that that gets them bowling, and I think that's a step in the right direction for Belima uh, for sure. Um, I, I like I like Belima. The guy, like I said earlier, the guy knows how to win in, in the West. Dude, uh, I mean, the big old dude. And, I mean, he just kind of has that I don't give a damn what anyone thinks about me kind of wow. attitude. For sure, <laughs> that. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's see. Oh, someone said, Leaf said, Virginia's Mac good, but not, not necessarily great. Yeah, they've got a great offense with uh, Brendan Armstrong, right. some of those receivers. But, uh, yeah, the defense isn't great. And the game is in Champaign this year. Um, so, uh, hey, we got some. Springtime, BGB Hawkeye fan and became a fan of you a couple months ago. Love your Twitter post and keep up the awesome content. Hey, thank you, Springtime. Uh, I really appreciate it. No, I love the kind words. Um, all right, so let's go to Iowa because I, I know you're an Iowa fan, so you, you may you may regret saying that uh, after <laughs> what I have to say about Iowa this year. Um, the Hawkeyes, so they win the Big Ten West last year. Um, they... But they lost. They got smoked by Michigan in the Big Ten Championship. Then they lose that bowl game to Kentucky. I think it was the Outback Bowl. And it was just the offense was pathetic. It was horrible. Um, I mean, my gosh. Um, Brian Ferentz, I mean, he's done t his offense has done nothing. I mean, 
the la- I looked, I was looking at the quarterbacks that have been in Iowa and like the last like real good quarterback that was like decent was Drew Tate back in 2004. I remember playing with him uh, in NCAA football. He was one of those impact players, but, um, but, but like what I've talked with Iowa fans, Iowa fans don't really care about having a good offense. They don't that like they, they're not, they're fine. They're content with it. And that's, what's just kind of been a shocker to me because they have an amazing defense. Uh, Phil Parker is one of the best defensive coordinators in the game. They're a turnover machine on defense. Um, I mean, they had 25 interceptions last year. I think that was like thir- third or, or in the top three. Um, I mean, they're, I mean, then their defense this year should be solid. You got Jack Campbell at linebacker. You got Riley Moss leading the secondary. Um, they should be stout. One of the best defenses. But again, the offense is what I am concerned about. Um, Spencer Petras doesn't do it for me. Alex Padilla doesn't do it for me. Um, and Brian Ferentz is still calling plays. So I, I, I don't know. Um, they, but, uh, it's, uh, that's my kind of thoughts on Iowa. What do you think about the, so are you Hawkeyes? thinking over it's at seven and a half? Where would you, where are you leaning right now? I've got the under right now. You're taking under. Yeah. Interesting. No, now, I, I mean, Kirk Ferentz is 26 and nine since 2019. So they're winning football games. I just think, I think this is the year that that offense finally, it finally nips them in the butt where it's, um, they've been able to just ride that defense for forever. You can't expect your defense to just get, you know, five or six turnovers a game to save your offense's butt. Right. Um, I mean, that's just, that's not sustainable, but, but yeah. let me get your thoughts. No, you kind of, I think you hit the nail on the head again, but with the, Turnover ratio on the defense, they killed it. They get a ton of interceptions, ton of turnovers. And that, I mean, that's a recipe for success with any team. But kind of par for the course on this division, it's a lot of bad offenses. That's the thing. So, yeah, they don't need, yeah, you don't need a That's really a funny. You got a seasoned coach, and he's been there, what, 23, 24 years. And that defense typically has been why they are good or have been at least average. I mean, I just think the schedule sets up well for them. They, I don't think they're going to be great, but the win total of seven and a half, I would take it over because I don't you like see the over. I don't see them going worse than eight and four. I don't see how you can. Let's bring up the schedule. I mean, I if you can name me five losses on there, I'll I'll maybe change my mind, but I just don't see five losses. So I don't I don't see this as a loss, but I'm telling you, Hawkeye fans, do not roll in to Kinnick Stadium September third sleeping on the Jackrabbits from uh, South Dakota State. You guys did lose to North Dakota State not too long ago when you were preseason ranked in the top 25. So uh, do not sleep on those Jackrabbits. Um, Iowa State, they've won six six in a row. Um, that's little brother to them. I don't see I, I see them winning that. Um, again, just another weak non-conference schedule. Um, they draw Rutgers and uh, who do they draw out of the East? Rutgers. And so they got to go to Ohio State. That's a loss. Um, the Michigan game is the one I'm I'm torn about because Depends on what time that game is. If it's a nighttime game, that could be very tough in Kinnick. Um, but uh, but I don't know. I, I've got them losing that. I said earlier, I've got them losing to Illinois. Um, they have they have not won at Ohio State in Columbus since 1991. Uh, beating beating Northwestern, losing to Purdue, losing to Wisconsin, beating Minnesota. They've won seven straight, and then you know, as always, they beat Nebraska at the end of the year. So I've got them going seven and five. So that's that's slightly that's slightly under uh, what what Vegas has in that. So what, right. you said eight wins. 
Yeah, and I think the I think kind of the Illinois one might be the one where we disagree. And who are the other the other the other losses are they have some team. I mean, at Ohio State, no one's expecting them to win there. First Michigan, that's that's no one's really expecting them to win that. Really even versus Wisconsin. Those are three losses that wouldn't be bad losses. Purdue is Iowa's daddy. Right. Purdue, and then like, Purdue, I think that's that's kind of where I have the fourth loss. Yeah. No, and the uh, yeah, and like I said, the Michigan game we don't know because Michigan, like we talked about a week ago, Michigan has some questions. Um, and uh, no, I think I, I would, I would, I would put money on them losing a losing at Purdue before I did versus Michigan at home. Yeah, we uh, they were ranked number two in the country last year, and Purdue beat them at home. I'll never forget that game. David uh, yeah. was David Bell um, was just lighting them up. I mean, they just right. they just don't have an offense, and I don't see that getting any better. Um, I hope Sam Laporta. I mean, he's their best weapon on uh, on on offense. I hope he's a, uh, a Mackey finalist at the end of the year. Because um, if he's not, that means that their offense probably was a lot worse. Let's see what the chat's saying. It's been blowing up in here. Um, yeah, <laughs> hope BGB can come up and experience a Hawkeye game. The Wave and Iowa, nice. Yes, I have been. Uh, problem is springtime, so I live in Oklahoma City. It's easier for me to catch a plane flight to Australia than to get to Iowa City. That uh, getting to Iowa is l- almost literally impossible. So um, I'd love to get up there, but uh, I got I got to figure out the itinerary, uh, get get the logistics down, um, for sure. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, all right, what team do we have next? Uh, we got Minnesota, Minnesota, the Gophers. All right. So PJ Fleck, I, I know a lot of people, uh, a lot of people like like to hate on PJ Fleck. Uh, he's definitely a character. Um, we've seen a lot of stuff from former players talking about him. Um, they go nine and four last year, and um, it was really because of their defense. Defense was solid. Um, Joe Rossi uh, is, I think, a rising star um, in in college football. They had the thirty third best total scoring defense. Um, I mean, they were just putting up some numbers. They did lose to Bowling Green uh, last year, and I was I was one of those games where I was like, "What the hell?" Uh, I mean, you should not lose to Bowling Green. They still went nine and four. Um, I mean, they uh, they returned twelve starters. Um, Kirk Sirioka is uh, their new offensive coordinator, who was with them in twenty nineteen when they had that big year. Um, they've got Tanner Morgan has got to get better passing the ball. He only threw, or they they were. 162 yards per game, which is very bad. They don't have, uh, I don't see any playmakers at receiver. Uh, Chris Autumn Bell needs to step up. Uh, Dylan Wright. Um, they do have Mo Ibrahim back, who, if you remember in that Ohio State game last yeah, year, he, Achilles, right? he, uh, yeah, he, he tore his or ruptured his Achilles. And I just, I hated seeing that because he was going to have a huge year because he was tearing up that game. He's back, but we don't know how he'll recover from that injury. Right. Trey Potts is also um, a talented back. Problem is, is they, they lost three starters on that offensive line. Um, John Michael Schmitz, their center is kind of the bell cow of that, of that offense uh, this season. And uh, they're, they're just, I, I'm concerned about their depth at offensive line. Same with their defensive line. You lose uh boy Mafe, uh, seven sacks. Uh, I, I mean, um, I know they've picked up some guys on the transfer portal for their offensive line, defensive line, but, uh, but I think the offense improves and the defense is maybe not as good as it was last year. What are your thoughts on the Gophers? I think the offense has to improve. I don't know how they couldn't. I don't, 
I, and I didn't know this until I read it, but it, I don't understand how you have a fifth-year starting quarter, not starting, but a fifth-year quarterback, and there are three teams in the college football realm that threw the ball less than you, and that's Air Force, Navy, and Army. Yeah. All run the triple option, obviously. So I, I just don't – I mean, so I like to bring Soroka back. I like them – I like that kind of move because in 2019 they had much, much more success. But at the end of the day, that's, that's something huge. They have to throw the football. I mean, because in this day and age, you cannot win without at least the threat of you attempting to throw the football. So Yeah, T- Tanner Morgan, only, he had 10 touchdown passes and nine interceptions last year. Right. I mean, yeah, those are – Yeah. And PJ or Tanner Morgan's been there. God, it seems like my entire 20s, uh, he yeah. was there. He only had 250 <laughs> attempts. I mean, that's nothing for a yeah. big time power five quarterback that's uh trusted. It's not like he's a freshman, it's not like he's a first year starter. I mean, he has experience, they just did not let him throw it. And so I don't know how good he'll be throwing the ball, but I think if you allow him to sling it a little bit more, I think it'll help him just Enormously, yeah. but like it, I said, like I said, he's got to find someone to, uh, to, to throw it to. And so <laughs> Minnesota OC is Shirakia. Shiraka. Shiraka. Yeah. I I've tried to say that. I've tried to say that like 10 times before the show and I still can't get it right. So I, I apologize. <laughs> so, all right, let's look at the schedule. Um, cause the Gophers, man, I, I'll tell you what, I, I, I do like, I, I think that they do have a good, I mean, look at this. Look at this non-conference schedule. So New Mexico State, Western Illinois, Colorado, who's just in the doghouse in the Pac-12. Um, then you got to go to Michigan State. I've got them losing that. Um, Purdue, that that's going to be tough. Uh, at Illinois, you got to go to Penn State. Uh, I'm not too high on Penn State this year. Rutgers win, Nebraska win, Northwestern win, Iowa. I, I have them losing to Iowa just because it's. It, I think it's more of a mentality thing where they can't, they can't, uh, they can't get over the hump against Iowa. They've lost six or seven straight, um, and then I've got them beating Wisconsin and Madison. We saw what happened last year. Um, so, uh, so the over is uh, the w- Vegas win total seven and a half. So yeah. I've got them. I've got them. I've got them going nine and three. Yeah. Um, what, what do you got them going? No, I uh, I don't have them quite nine and three. I think uh, eight and four, but it's similar to the last one. I, I just don't see with these Big Ten teams. I, I mean, do you think they're scared to schedule tougher out out of conference opponents? Just because these win totals are tough when you have basically you've got three, three padded four, wins. Yeah, you have three wins to start the season. So if you now have to go win four games in the Big Ten when you get four wins to start the year, I don't get how you can. Kind of New Mexico that. State has Jerry Kill at, eight, as HC. Yes, he's a former Gopher coach, and Kill had some strong words against Fleck. So there's going to be some bad blood brewing in that uh, Gopher. Gopher. Uh, no, it's the Aggies. For the Aggies. Mexico State. Mexico. Yeah. So someone said Penn State is still. Is it a whiteout game? It's going to be an L. I don't know. I believe um, it's a whiteout game. I got an argument. Is it? A, is it the whiteout game? Because I know they play yeah. Ohio State. Uh, that's according to the guy I was arguing with on Twitter the other day. It was the whiteout game. So, yeah. But um, that's all I know about it. But I, I still it's a team I'm not high on. But again, just for those, you have three cupcake games to start the year. I mean, it's it it allows the over under to be much easier to reach. So we're are we, we're are we over on the first three teams? I've been, as far as I've been over on every team. Right now, I've been okay. I've been under on Iowa because they're at seven and a half. I'm at seven. I was over on Iowa as well. 
So I'm over on the first three. Okay. All right. Let's let let's go on to uh, one of my favorite teams out there, uh, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Um, this is the team that's like they're so irrelevant, but they're so fun to talk about. Um, it's because it's like they've been they've been 15 and 29, and Scott Frost, you know, four years there. Uh, they're five and twenty in one score games. I mean, they went three and nine last year, um, and they literally—I think they lost like eight eight of those games by one score. Um, mm-hmm. Frost gets retained, but you know he has to fire his whole offensive staff. Basically, um, they bring in Mark Whipple from Pitt, who had you know success with Kenny Pickett and Jordan Jordan Addison last year. Um, they bring in a great wide receiver coach, Mickey Joseph from LSU. Um, so they're making, they're making changes. Um, Adrian Martinez is out. feels like he was there for forever. He's got another year of eligibility at K state. Um, they bring in Casey Thompson from Texas, um, who had, he was all right last year through 24 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Um, he's, he's, um, pretty mobile. Um, a little concerned about the O-line depth. Um, I like Cam Jurgens at offensive line. Um, I'm just got, and, and then the receiving core, I mean, Omar Manning is is a good piece, um, and I'm going to butcher his name. But the tight end Travis uh, Vokalek is uh, is is a good piece as well. Um, man, they they just got the the offense has to step up this year. Um, and Frost is an offensive guy. They were last year they were 118th in passing yards per game. Um, their defense though was, I mean, their defense was not bad last year at all. I mean. I mean, second best overall in the Big 12, or excuse me, the Big 10. It was not the reason they went three and nine. Uh, that yeah. linebacker unit with uh, Reimer, Nick Heinrich, and Garrett Nelson. I mean, those guys are physical. They bring back that black shirt uh, mentality from Nebraska that our boy Raymakers would like uh, to see. Um, D-line is, uh, is, is a little bit of a concern, but they bring in O'Shawn Mathis um, who, from TCU, who, who is a beast off the end. Um, the second dairy is strong. Um, Cam Taylor Britt, um, is, uh, Cam Taylor Britt. I think he's back, uh, Quentin Newsome. And uh, I mean, their, their, their defense was good last year. Um, my biggest concern is if they're going to be able to stop the run. Cause like I said, they're, they're a little thin on the defensive line. Um, but, uh, win total is, uh, seven and a half. So what are your thoughts on Nebraska? seems like every team is at seven and a half. Yeah. And I think this one's kind of just the opposite of what I've been saying. I just don't see where Nebraska has eight wins this year. I mean, I think they can't, sorry, Cam Taylor Britt is gone. So you're right. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just don't see a world when they get eight wins this year. I mean, again, they should get on a BGB list rather than what they start with New Mexico state, Western Illinois and Colorado. So there's, should be three wins, but or no, shoot, that's that's Minnesota. Uh, pull up Nebraska's. Yeah, Nebraska starts with a, a huge. The game in Northwestern in Ireland, I think that's a huge game for them. Why are they playing that game in Ireland? I have no clue. Just to, <laughs> I mean, it makes no sense. You just imagine the because there's a, there's not going to be any Northwestern fans that go out there, but yeah. can you just imagine the just the <laughs> Nebraska fans like, well, we're going out to Ireland. <laughs> Not sure how we're going to get there, but we're going to get there. I mean, I, um, I, 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 have, I, I have no understanding why they did that. But I think that game's huge because I'm not high on Northwestern either. But if Nebraska could win that game, which they should be a favorite in, 
they could have a solid they have they have potential at that point to have a solid year. Then they have the two tough cakeish games. Georgia Southern is nothing easy, but uh, they I mean they they sucked last year and they bring in yeah. Clay Helton from USC. I expect them to transition from the off from the option the, to the spread. You know that just takes forever. Yeah. No, I agree. But I so I, I think that Northwestern game is huge for them because if they lose that, I think they could have another really, really bad season. But I I mean, if you're taking over seven and a half, you've got to be I mean, that's insane to take it with this Nebraska team. What they've shown the what, five years now under Scott Frost? And they're four years, and I mean, they just they find ways to lose games, and sometimes that's just an identity of a football team. And I think well, that's that's, that's coaching. I mean, yeah, exactly. Nebraska horrible in special teams last year. I mean, horrible. And then, like, I, I mean, I, I took them a lot last year against the spread, and even then, it was still just they were finding ways to be like, geez, are they even going to cover this? Because it was they were a six and a half dog; they'd be in it the whole time, but they just find ways to lose football games. Yeah. No, um, it's it's Nebraska and, and as well. I mean, yeah, you're right. Someone said Cam Jurgens. Yes, he is on the Eagles. Uh, so got my offensive line guys mixed up. Thanks yeah, I think uh, I, I feel more confident there under than probably anything. But uh, why? Are, someone said. I mean, yeah, I, I've got them going six and six. Um, you know, the OU game to me, it's like. That's Brent Venable's first road game, so that could be a tough. That's going to be a tough environment for for him and and the OU team to go in there. They draw Indiana and Rutgers. Those should those should be wins. If Frost loses either either of those, um, I think he's in serious trouble. Yeah. Um, then you know at Purdue, I think that's a loss. Um, I think they beat uh, Illinois. I mean, hopefully. Um, then Minnesota. Um, I, I think I see them losing basically the last four of the of the season: Minnesota, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Iowa. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's brutal. So I've got them at six and six. That puts them in a bowl game. No, I um, think they could have a solid year just compared to what they've been doing. But just the pressure they'll be under with how Scott Frost's name is the first name thrown around at any hot seat conversation. I I just think it's too much pressure. Doesn't stack up well, and with a team that just finds ways to lose like that. I, I no, I'm not, I'm not going to dive on the it. thing with the thing with Nebraska. So let's say they go six and six, they make a bowl game, but then they lose the bowl game. Is that does Scott Frost get fired? Do they have the guts to fire him after that? No, not after not after this kind of offseason he had, where he restructured his deal to take less money, kind of putting his money on himself. I. I think if he has a solid year after doing what he did this past season, he should stay. Yeah. But another three and nine season, he's gone. But it's like, I feel like the the problem with Nebraska, it's just, it's the, the dumb mistakes that they make. I mean, just oh, stupid crazy penalties, uh, crazy. I mean, and then that's coaching. That it's is coaching. Um, and the thing about it is like most Nebraska fans, they like, they view Scott Frost, on a different level than they've viewed other head coaches um, because of his success as a player. And so they see Scott Frost and they get, they get all starry eyed and they're like, Oh my God, Scott Frost, Scott Frost. He can, he, you know, he can lead us back. He can lead us back. But then on the field, it doesn't happen. And it's like, they want it so bad that, but they just can't accept that he might not be the guy. Well, he's also and, going off uh, success at UCF too. So it's not like he's just a player. They've seen him go be successful as a coach somewhere else too. And then to think that's going to be, you give him a team that he loves that much, but sometimes it's just too much. He wants to win too bad. And that truly yeah. does become a factor. 
Yeah, I agree, Garrett. I mean, I, th- I think it's going to be a close game for sure. Um, uh, OU with Nebraska. It, I mean, it's definitely going to be going to be tough. Uh, it'll be, it'll kind of be like last year. Um, a lot, lot of, a lot of Nebraska talking here right now. That Nebraska Michigan game was painful to watch and Garrett, you're a, you're a Husker. So, I mean, you, that was a painful season for you guys last year, but, uh, you know, Nebraska is the off season champions. Always right. sitting there. Eight of their nine losses were decided by a score or le- or one touchdown or less. That's right. Yeah. And the one, the ninth loss was against Ohio State, which I think it was 26-17, Yeah, they had Ohio State on, on the and that yeah. that game was way closer than the score even looked. So yeah. every single loss, they were they they just found ways to lose games. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, Jayhawk fan says Nebraska is either going to pull a Nebraska or go bowling. No in between. <laughs> yes. I agree. All right. Uh, so we go from Nebraska to uh, to a uh, <laughs> to Northwestern, um, one of the more popular teams in the Big Ten West. Um, <laughs> but so, I mean, Pat Fitzgerald is a guy I have a lot of respect for. I mean, what he's done at Northwestern, I mean, that's been a kind of a just a doormat of a program for forever. And I mean, what he's done there is, I mean, they won the big 10 West. Uh, what was it in 2020? And yeah, I mean, sometimes they'll get 10 wins, um, but they went three and nine last year. Uh, we're one and eight in, co- in conference. They just, if you watch them, they were not competitive at all last year. Um, part of it was because of the offense. Um, you know, Ryan Helensky uh, has to play better. He only threw for three touchdowns, four interceptions, um, they need better production from Malik Washington, uh, Bryce Kurtz. Uh, running back is a strength, I think, for them. Uh, you've got Cam Porter and Evan Hole. Got to get those guys uh, working. And then Peter Skaronsky is, is a stud um, on the offensive line with some other veterans. But the, the offense has just got to play better. And their defense, um, they were just horrific against the run. Uh, what, what, what are your thoughts on North, Northwestern? I mean, I think – they were the kind of the staple of just consistency for so long. I think those 08 through 17, I think they were just, they would be around seven, eight, nine wins each year. And then all of a sudden the last four years, they've kind of had a roller coaster. I think they, they won it the year you mentioned and had another solid year, but then the other two years in those four year stretch, they've been, I think three and four wins or three and three See, wins. Isaac said, yeah, they won the West in 2018 and 20. Exactly. So it's even years. And this is why I've heard on even years, they do well. <laughs> so this All is right. an even year. This is an even year. Yeah. So maybe that, then maybe that flips the script, but I just, I think it, I think they're one of those teams that just the tough, tough academic restrictions they have to go through small private school that they don't have a ton of booster kind of accolades. Like some of these huge schools have, I think with just the way the college sports world's going, they're going to be one of the teams that you really see kind of start to diminish. And I think last year was kind of a, beginning of what kind of could be to come of just going three and nine. I think they, I, I've got them going three and nine this year again. Yeah. Just me after, me after too. October 1st, I don't see them having a win. Yeah. Thank and, God for another week, uh, non-conference schedule. Yeah. I mean, they could lose to Duke, uh, Mike Elko. Uh, Duke, yeah. I don't, things. I don't fully trust them beating Duke. I wouldn't say it's a definite win. I just Miami of Ohio. They could win that game too. Um, Gabbert, that quarterback is a, is a stud. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I've got them winning those three games and I don't have them winning another game, uh, all, all season. Right. Um, they, I mean, they did have some close games last year. I mean, um, they, 
almost beat Iowa 17 to 12. Iowa always plays in close games, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm not high on Northwestern. I don't think anyone else should their win total this year's four and a half. So I'm, I'm taking the under on that. Yeah. Uh, okay. just, just because I, I think there's the talent gap between them and the rest of the division is, right. is getting wider. Um, so that's the Northwestern Wildcats. They've got some sweet uh, new facilities, though. Um, that 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 indoor practice facility right on the lake is uh, incredible. Um, that's a really small university. You've got you only have a select amount of boosters. They're, they don't want uh, if you've got eight huge boosters or a small amount of huge boosters, they're not going to put all their money into paying a quarterback that could be gone by game three if he's not happy with how the season's going. Yeah. They're going to put that money into foundation and into new facilities and weight room practice facilities. I mean, so they're not, it's tough to kind of compete with this just money where people's get, getting thrown at kids. Yeah. Scotty, the B from the chat says, when do you think Northwestern coach gets on the hot seat? I don't see Fitz ever getting on the hot seat, honestly. Yeah. Um, I, I don't <laughs> think he, he will leave anytime soon. All right. Let's go to uh, Purdue, the Boilermakers, Boiler Up. Um, uh, they, uh, so, so they go nine and four last year. Um, it was the highest win total since, uh, 2003. They upset, uh, Iowa when they were ranked number two and Michigan state stormed the field. Um, fun team to watch. David Bell was a stud. You could have argued he could have won the Bolitnikoff. Yeah. Um, offense, uh, for the last couple of seasons has been great. Aiden O'Connell, um, has done a great job. Now it's the, the question is how, how do they replace uh, David Bell? Um, you know, his production at receiver. Um, you know, I like Charlie Jones, um, Milton Wright, uh, maybe Tyrone Tracy. Uh, Payne Durham is a, is a name, uh, tight end. Um, he could be a Mackey award winner. Uh, yeah. If this offense really uh, exceeds uh, expectations. Uh, veteran O-line. Um, defense, uh, you lose George Karlaftis, who was just, I mean, the dude was a force on the edge. Um, so, I mean, that's a huge loss. Um, but, uh, I, I feel like, the, I feel like they'll be all right. I mean, the, the D line, you've got, uh, Kyron drink, uh, Jenkins. There's a, Mur they're really high on this Murray state transfer, uh, Scotty Humpage. Um, and, uh, their biggest, their biggest holdup is going to be stopping the run. If they can stop the run, that, that's what, uh, they, that was what they struggled with last year. They were, I believe, uh, yeah, 77th in stopping the run or run, uh, run yards per game. And, um, so, so the, can the front seven hold up? We know they're going to score, score points, but can that front seven hold up? Cause I think they'll be all right in the secondary. Um, what are your thoughts on the Boilermakers? I, I I'm bullish on, uh, on Purdue. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think they, it's just the bottom line with Purdue is just they, it's it's a smaller school. Or not, I mean, I don't know how big they are student wise, but they it their athletic program is peaking. I mean, they were great in basketball last year. Had a great Mackey arena. And it's just the thing with Purdue is can, it comes down to can they replace? They're losing their best offensive player in David Bell, their best defensive player in Carl Aftis, and a great defensive coordinator in Lambert. And it just to me the question is can they replace that or at least kind of keep the ball rolling and keep that Purdue football kind of trending in the right direction. And so the win totals win total seven and a half. Do you like you like the over on that? I, I, I have the over as well, just because 
again, I just don't see five games on the schedule that they should lose. Man, that so looking at that schedule, so Penn State Thursday night of Labor Day weekend. Yeah. If they can get past that game, they're going to be on a roll. Oh, yeah. Because um, then you go Indiana State, Syracuse, eh, Carrier Dome. Yeah, that could be tough. Uh, FAU, Minnesota. Um, that That's actually the game at Minnesota is actually one of the few games I have them losing. Um, I've got them going 10 and 2 this year. I've got them losing at Minnesota and at Wisconsin. Those are the two two games that I think that they will uh, will stumble in. But I, I think they've got the best offense, and I think the defense is well is is good enough to to not give up big big plays. And you don't need to. I mean, you don't really have to be worried about a defense in this division right. or an offense in this division just you know racking up points. But with Purdue, you kind of have to. Um, so so I I, I I really like Purdue. Um, this this could be a special year for uh, Jeff Braun and the crew in West Lafayette. Yeah, no, sure. I, I I like the I like the um I like the quarterback. I like the uh, Payne Durham. I think it's a great tight end, and like like we mentioned, I mean, I, I, has there been an offense yet that we've said is very very good or at least even solid in this division? So you've got one good great tight end. I mean, that can that can really make a couple turning points in games. Okay, so but, this is interesting. I didn't know this. So Milton Wright is gone because of academics. So that's one. They're one receiver down. Yeah. Um. So so. That. So they've got Charlie Jones and Tyrone Tracy. I think both both guys are from Iowa. So they'll definitely need to step up there. Um, and uh, <laughs> someone says, may I ask who your co-host team is? He's a Clemson fan. <laughs> so he, yeah, he's not a Big Ten. Uh, okay, here we go. This is interesting from the chat. Um, I'm, I'm a Purdue student currently, and there's nearly 47,000 currently in the housing crisis Indeed. in West Lafayette. That's a bigger school than you think. I always yeah. kind of think of it as like, it's like Georgia Tech of the Midwest is, yeah. kind of, you know, it's an engineering school. Um, it's uh, it's got that kind of engineering kind of feel to it. Uh, mm-hmm. Very good academics. Um, and so I, I went I, to the Auburn Purdue game at the bowl game it was the music city bowl in Nashville, probably four or five years ago. And it was the game where um, Stidham for Auburn just went stupid in the first half. I think it was like 50 yeah. or half or halftime. And the Purdue fans were about as nice as they could be. I mean, they were just there having fun. So, I mean, those I, Midwest I, fans, though, those Midwest fans, they, yeah, they treat you well. Good. They're good. Um, I, and props to Purdue for beating Tennessee last year. Those ten, in that bowl game in Nashville, those Tennessee fans, fun, those Tennessee fans are still crying about the officials in that game. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, so, so I, I like Purdue. I've got, yeah, I've got Purdue, uh, win, winning the West. Um, this is the year, and they—it's they, a really you have them winning it. Yeah, it's a school with great historically great quarterback play. Yeah, I mean, Kyle Orton, uh, Drew Brees. Yeah, and they've I mean, uh, what's his face to him too? Yeah, it's when when these schools when these types of schools like when the Purdue's, the Kansas States, the South Carolinas of the world when they get a good a decent quarterback, that's when they can be trouble. Um, not a bad take. I've got them finishing third, so I, I am. I'm up on them too. I just don't think that they can win it. All right. So let, let's go to our last one. I think this is the one you're high on Wisconsin yeah. the Badgers. Now, before we get started, the student section in Wisconsin needs to step it up this year. You guys got to find a way to get into the stadium before kickoff. I get so many pictures. People send me pictures all the time of student sections. Cause I do those student section rankings. And for every Wisconsin game, the game has started 
and the, the student section's like half empty. And don't they say still- they've gotten mad when you get it when you give them shit about it? They say like it's, yeah, there's some it, sort of entry fee or entry wall that takes them forever to get in. Yeah, they like let them in like single file. Yeah, um, <laughs> they gotta get that. I mean, for the players' sake, get them in for the kit for starting kickoff. I mean, I think that's just ridiculous. It's 2022. We should be able to figure out how to get students in their seats for the start of a football game. Yeah. Uh, anyways, but you know, otherwise, so the football team. So nine and four last year. Um, it was a decent season. I mean, problem with them is they just have no, no, the offense was just stale. Mm-hmm. Um, great, great, uh, great run, running. They had great job running the ball. Uh, probably one of the best running back duos in the country with Braylon Allen and Chesma Lucy, who's been on the show. Um, the O-line will be fine. Um, you lose Jake Ferguson, tight end, who, who that, that's a huge loss for you. I don't see anyone at receiver that's going to step up. And I am not big on Graham Mertz. Um, he threw for 10 touchdowns and 11 interceptions last year. And I just, I, I don't see him making a huge step from last year to this year. Um, he, I mean, he was a guy that looked just really just looked on his, at his first progression and threw it. And if not, I mean, things got in trouble really quick. Um, and their defense, their defense was the number one defense in the country last year. Uh, Georgia, no, you were not. And, uh, but they got to replace eight uh, starters, Jack Sanborn and Leo Chanel. Both those guys are gone. Those are two of the best linebackers in the game. Keanu Benton, the nose tackle, he's a stud up up, up front. Um, that dude is big. He, I mean, he, he'll he'll step it up. But, I mean, there's a lot of transfers in the secondary. Um, there's just so many question marks. Um, their win total is eight and a half, which I think is a little high. I think it should be seven and a half. But uh, I think they get a little more respect from Vegas because they've had success over the last you know decade or so. What are your thoughts uh, on on the, the uh, Badgers? I've got the Badgers winning the West solely based on. I think Braylon Allen's a stud. I mean, he when you can lead the FBS in an eight against an eight man box, and I think you let him in also uh, yards after contact. I mean, that can just set set you up so well. I'm not. He is a stud. He is a stud. But did you see him in the Minnesota game last year? Like. He can only get them so far. He was and Chesma Lucy was out because he tore his ACL. He was gassed at the end of that Minnesota game. So I mean, if Ches stays healthy, I think they'll be fine. But like Braylon Allen, even if they load eleven guys in the box, he can't he can't lead this team to, you know, a ten and two record. Yeah, no, I think they'll definitely try to use both both backs and um but I mean, I, I I'm saying with you, Mertz, I think is kind of what makes it break. So he he just did not have a good year last year. He was I would what'd you say his touchdown ratio was? Ten and eleven. And, yeah, ten ten and eleven. And, and he had it, a ton of he had a ton of hype so going much, into the last I think season. He went through five touchdowns against team with winning records. So five yeah. of those touchdowns came from probably some of that easy kind of out of conference schedules that they opened up with. They were 120th in passing last year, but. I do think that Ingram kind of comes in and he makes him take advantage of the play action with Braylon Allen. And that's where Mertz was by far his most efficient in the play action game. He's starting to take a lot more reps under center, which um, is huge for play action. If you can get, if you can get Allen running downhill and then get the play action where he's just, all he has to do is be subpar with a run game like that. And their defense, they've got what, three, four games to warm up before their Ohio state matchup. And then even if they lose that game, if you're just talking about the West standings, they're still fine. And I, I think they're going to be good this year. Cause I think, um, 
I think Leonard's a great defensive coordinator. I think he kind of reloads fine. And I think the offense is good enough to do well in the West and meet Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship. So let's uh, – okay, so you, you like the Badgers. That's all right. Um, so Illinois State, Washington State, New Mexico. I mean, these Big Ten West teams love playing New Mexico State. Um, well, they've got to figure out how to play <laughs> offense for three games. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so because I believe last year they started out with Penn State um, at home. And their, their first couple games were tough with, like, Penn State, and then they played that Notre Dame in that game in Chicago. Um, but, but, I mean, like, so I've got them starting out 3 0. I got them losing to Ohio State, uh, losing to Michigan State. I do have them beating Purdue. Purdue has a tough time winning uh, in, in Madison, um, losing, uh, be- beating Iowa, beating Nebraska, and then uh, losing to Minnesota at the end of the year. Um, so that's, uh, I've got them going nine. They, I've got them still going nine and three. So I've, I, I've, I like them going over. I think their schedule is somewhat favorable right. um, and six and three, but, but I just don't think that they're good enough to go 10 and two, 11 and one. Um, because I, I, I just don't think Graham, I, if you, if I had to rank the quarterbacks in the big 10 West, Graham Mertz may be like the fifth or sixth best quarterback in that division. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just didn't see it from him you know, last year. Division. I mean, yeah, he, he's, he's, especially with the hype too. So he's held up a little bit of a higher standard, but I mean, he's just, he has not shown any promise. I mean, I, he is, he's got zero, especially he had the run game last year, but I don't think they used it correctly. So I'm just banging on them using it correctly and him just being subpar. Yeah. Yeah. Someone, so Isaac from the chat said, Boomer, are you playing to go to the Purdue game in Madison? If Purdue is undefeated, maybe. That'd be fun. I, I could do, uh, I could, I could do jump around. I'd be, I'd be down for that for sure. It makes me so mad how people, the opposing teams do the jump around too. Oh, I hate <laughs> that. Just let a good tradition be a good tradition. They got to jump around's fun. But like I said, the student section needs to get in their seats before the kickoff jump around's fun. But, uh, but that's a, uh, that's interesting for sure. Yeah, someone said Mertz is the worst in the whole conference. <laughs> I don't know if he's the worst, but I would say, I mean, yeah, like I said, fifth or sixth. So, so I, so my Big Ten West standings for the end of the year, I've got Purdue at one, Minnesota at two, Wisconsin at three, Iowa at four, Nebraska at five, Illinois at six, Northwestern at seven. Special year for the Boilermakers. My buddy Jake Crane, my buddy Jake Crane, uh, is big on Purdue too. So, so uh, I'm oh. not the only one out there. Yeah, no, I've got Wisconsin, Iowa, Purdue, Minnesota, Illinois, and Nebraska, then Northwestern. And I think where did you have? Where did you have Iowa? Iowa I've got finishing second. You've got Iowa finishing second. Okay, that's and gonna be first, interesting. My friend the Jeff the Greek is if he's all going over. Yeah, no, I think everyone besides Iowa and Northwestern, I've got over. You have Nebraska over? Uh, no, I've got Nebraska under. You're right. I've got them at six okay. and six. Um, so, chat, Spencer Petrus might have something to say about being the worst quarterback in the conference. That, that I mean, that's the thing. There's not a lot of great quarterback play, and I think wow. I think Aiden Aiden O'Connell is light years above the second best quarterback in that division. Yeah. Um, I mean, 
who would be the second best quarterback? I guess Casey Thompson from Nebraska. Yeah, but he's I mean, taking a snap. And he's it. still unproven. I mean, I wasn't super impressed with him. I watched him a lot because I'm an OU guy. Um, so this Did is the year for McFadden? Yeah, th- this is the year for the Boilermakers. Um, <laughs> so that that's all we've got uh, for tonight. I always love talking Big Ten football, especially a division like that, because it's just so you never know. It's so wide open. That's I funny. Mean, I was thinking about when I was going through it, these are the teams that are kind of boring, not exciting before the season, but it seems like every Saturday at three o'clock, you've got one of these games just going down to the wire before the three. Yeah, games. no, they always are. Especially yeah, like the last the three weeks, the last three weeks of the season when it's like Iowa's playing like Wisconsin, Minnesota, mm-hmm. um, and then you've got Nebraska playing, you know, Minnesota, Wisconsin, that, that, the, all the, those schools all close to each other. Um, playing each other that they all hate each other and uh it, it's what makes college football great and what the tv networks are really trying to take away yeah. from us with the regional aspect of college football and what makes it great right so um so yeah this was fun um so all right so um giving away a helmet tonight to a big 10 west fan out there um so i've got the winner it is on iowa go hawkeyes uh that is your twitter handle on iowa go Hawkeyes. So congrats. I'm assuming I'm sending you an, an Iowa helmet, um, maybe a cyclone helmet. Uh, just kidding. But, uh, but so congrats for winning the helmet and thanks. you. Thanks all for, for listening. The chat was fun tonight. Uh, we're having some, having some good times, uh, talking football. It's almost here. So are we going to talk? So we got the big 12 next. Let's split up the big 12. So Maybe like do the first half of the Big Twelve, like just maybe you're everyone else in Oklahoma just what by themselves. <laughs> no, uh, no, we don't. I got, I got, I've got someone else coming to talk o- OU football with me soon. Um, but uh, what we do the first half uh, of OU, or excuse me, first half of the Big Twelve, like Wednesday night and then Sunday night, uh, we can do the second half. Yeah, that works. All right. Well, thanks y'all for listening. Make sure, like I said, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, like it just takes two seconds to hit it um if, if you enjoyed listening and uh you know if, if you listen if you're listening to us on apple or spotify give us a five-star review uh let us know how we're doing i mean this is a we're 35 episodes in so we're always looking for ways to improve you know how we can make this podcast better for you guys but you guys are the reason we do this podcast so thank you um i hope you all have a great week and we will talk to you later see ya Oh, 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 oh,